Now, the Riverdale Carnival presents the Archie. Archie Fuzz. Okay, everybody, here we go with our new hit record, Sugar, Sugar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas. I am uh, just on my own right now because I wanted to quickly intro this episode. One, because we don't really do a great job covering exactly what this TV movie is about. So after I do a brief talk up front, we will definitely have to play the trailer so you can kind of understand what is happening. Because uh, this episode goes off the rails fairly quickly, folks. And unfortunately, uh, hopefully this will be the last time this happens, but uh, yet again, it's uh, all male co-hosts. Um, we are having uh, Tori Preston from Pajiba back next week. And we're also going to have a few more spooky guests to talk about The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Seasons 1 and 2. So if you guys want to do your homework and catch up on that series, I definitely would recommend it. Tori is a great guest, and that is by far our most popular episode. So we understand. We're not. It's This, this is the last time we're probably going to end up with this. This is an interesting episode. Don't know if it totally works, but uh, stick with us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, without further ado... Here's the trailer. Remember Riverdale? Pop's soda shop? Reggie? Mr. Weatherly? Jughead? Betty? Veronica? Mr. Lodge? And Archie? And what was the name of that band? The Archies. Honey. Uh, sugar, sugar. Well, the gang's all back after 15 years for a weekend reunion. Archie's engaged. Betty's teaching school. I want to be both a writer and a teacher. It was a beautiful sunny day for the Easter egg hunt. Veronica's, well, Veronica. How would you feel if I, if I did this? Wonderful. Jughead is a dad. How are you? Arch, I'm really lonely. Actually, this is temporary. And I'm phobic. You'll get over that. And I'm a stranger to my own son. Should look good. And Reggie's an entrepreneur. Only a fool gives money away, right? Well, you're the one who know about that, Reggie. <laughs> you betcha. Reggie's evicting me. He can't do that. Yes, he can. He owns the building. And the gang must come together. I'm scared stiff. To save their town's lifestyle. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, won't you please? The good old days are here again. Archie, return to Riverdale. Oh, honey. Hello and welcome to the podcast formerly known as Archie Fucks, currently known as Milkshakes and Mimosas, because we need that SEO. We are covering a Archie TV movie from 1990 today, because I dislike the fans. 
and all of my co-hosts. Because, you know, we want to put everybody through a little bit of torture. And the movie should have been called Archie Fucks. I mean, that's it's a problem. It's probably a pretty accurate title for the movie. Uh, we were just interrupted by Ryan, one of the guests today. Hello, hey. Ryan. Hi. This is Ryan. I'm also joined by Alex. Hey, everybody. I think this movie should have been called Everybody Tries to Fuck Archie. Okay, okay. We've got some <laughs> dueling names. We've got some dueling names. Uh, Thor. Uh, this movie should have been called Obnoxious Hijinks. Okay, yep, yep, okay. And Jason. Hi. I want to fuck Archie. That's not the name of this. I just want to fuck Archie. I'm just you know. You know that would be milk toast and boring. But anyway, um, Re- realistically, yeah. I feel like Rob and Reggie should have got together in the end. But in terms of relationships, but I guess the nineties weren't ready for that. Trust me, I was nine when this came out. So yeah, well, this is uh, this is an interesting TV movie. Uh, we should actually probably give the proper title for the TV movie. Uh, that's right. Uh, it's Archie to Riverdale and back again. And I always want to say a hobbit's tale at the end <laughs> because it just sounds like to the river run and back again or whatever. Like it sounds exactly. It just sounds like we're starting some Tolkien it's, stuff. It's there and back again, but also be also you say that because like the hobbits films, this is roughly two movies too long. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. Speaking so, of the title, did you see on IMDb they have a, a ad? from when this aired and for some reason it was called Archie to Riverdale and back. And then when they released it on VHS, it was called to Riverdale and back again for Lord knows why. <laughs> oh, that is, that is strange. That is strange. Neither, uh, neither name makes sense because <laughs> the movie implies that Archie is still living in Riverdale and hasn't left yet. And although the other characters do come to Riverdale during the course of the movie, nobody leaves and has to come back again. <laughs> well, so again, uh, again, I was again I was Pam alive. Leaves. Technically, Pam leaves. Pam leaves Riverdale, and she comes back. Is this back really again. a Pam movie? <laughs> this is a Pam movie, guys. Well, Everyone's favorite person, Pam. And again, I. You know, I was around at the time. I can actually explain the advertising and the name change for everybody. The reason they changed it to Archie to Riverdale and back again for the VHS is actually because they were praying that for some reason somebody actually watched this originally and then they would rewatch it on VHS. And it was just them hoping. Alas, it did not come true. The people would only watch it again on YouTube in shitty 2040p quality decades later for a crappy podcast. Is that why the VHS has five minutes of extra footage? Was that like a selling point? The five minutes of footage was the director just with his head in his hands. <laughs> Crying. Okay, so before we get too far Slowly off the rails... Slowly pulling the noose up. I want to. I need to get the opinion of the person who didn't watch a second of this podcast. Sorry, of this of this show, TV movie, but did listen to a bad podcast I did in 2013. Uh, Jason, would you kindly put me on blast and let me know? Podcast you did about this this movie. He didn't just listen to something you did about like Care Bears uh, or anything. Care Bears I, I wish it had been about the Care Bears, because that would have been much more interesting. Um, 
<clears throat> this was the. Now uh, you're just blasting his podcasting, well, by the way, at this point. Have you heard it? That's Fine. what I thought. I was, I was probably <laughs> on with him. That's the problem. <laughs> no, you were not, right? So, um, uh, the people involved in this podcast were, let me just give you the rundown David Double D Dennis. <laughs> Double D. Scotty Scotty Do Bordis. And Andrew Randrew Roebuck. <laughs> <laughs> They were. They were really. They they were really trying to workshop me a good nickname, (laughs) and they did not come up with a good nickname. What's your current one? I don't know. Guy who goes insane talking about Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This podcast. and I know uh, when we get into talking about To Riverdale and Back Again, we're going to say how horny this uh, television show is. But this podcast is t- probably twice as horny. All they're talking about, all you guys talk about on this episode of To Riverdale and Back Again is um, who you want to fuck. And I, I do not participate in, in that. Fairness, in fairness, Andrew talks the least. Um, and in typical Andrew style – Goes off about uh, how much this reminded him of a David Lynch movie at the time. Compared it, prophetically compared it to Twin Peaks. Now that we have, you know, Riverdale, which is essentially trying to be Twin Peaks. And uh, I want to say before you move any further, at the end of this, Andrew says that he enjoyed this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Right now, Andrew, in 2013, which I, based on your voice, I'm assuming you were eight and a half. Uh, <laughs> what was the... You what was enjoyed... The, <laughs> what was the exact release date? I want to see what my podcast was doing around that same time in 2013. Uh, say, Andrew was graduating from eighth grade. <laughs> no. March no. 17th, 2013. Thank he you. was still writing his Jar Jar Binks fan fiction. <laughs> his <laughs> we don't talk about my Jar Jar Binks last week. We're going to pivot to Ryan, who actually got to watch this when it aired. Ryan, right. what was it like experiencing this in person? So I was a young, I was a kid, and I lived out in the sticks, out in the great metropolis known as Chesterville, Ontario, Canada. And so first of all, uh, to get NBC, you had to mess with the aerial, because we didn't have cable. I lived out in the middle of nowhere. So my first mistake was messing with the antenna so I could actually watch this. Next, imagine you're nine watching this super horny movie. Now, remember, like, media and that kind of thing was a little different. But having said that, you're a big fan of the comics, and suddenly you've got Betty sorry, trying to take a shower with Archie. Which is, that was, so that's one of the scenes that like just got seared into my memory because it was just creepy at the time to me for whatever reason, probably because I'm nine. (laughs) Next, you've got the fact that if it wasn't for the introduction, which is essentially 10 minutes of exposition and everybody introducing themselves to themselves or each other, might I add. (laughs) But frequently to themselves, which is pretty funny, you wouldn't have any idea who these characters are. They don't really look like their characters. And just 
I remember as a kid it not being worth it. I hated Jughead's son. So Andrew yeah. knows me pretty well and probably knows that even as a kid, I probably wanted Jughead's son to be killed by the Punisher or something. Because <laughs> uh, I hated him. <laughs> and he's awful. And he's to annoying. Be, to be fair, I legitimately don't think anyone in the history of watching this picture, except for me in apparently 2013, thought that <laughs> Jughead's son was any good. Jughead's son is so bad, yeah, he feels bad. like he feels like he's supposed to be like an indictment of the kids of today. There's like this weird undertone in this movie that's like, kids today be stupid. Look at these guys who are working at Pops. They got hollow brains. Like it's just <laughs> Yeah. I, so I, so again, I, like well, so imagine you're nine. I can't fi- so keep in keep in mind right now, I can't figure out who this is for. Was the movie for people who were fans of Archie? Because it sure as hell fails miserably. Was it for kids? No, it's way too horny and creepy. So, again, like, when I was a kid, I didn't know what the hell to make of this. It just, it didn't make any sense to me. Uh, I had certain scenes seared. As a kid at nine, I was listening to better rap, thanks to my brother. I was listening to, like, Public Enemy and NWA and stuff. Then Jughead's cringy... Rap, which has also been seared into my brain. You, you weren't you weren't listening to uh, Jughead's rap band? Jughead no, it was Jughead's brutal. <laughs> yeah, so if, if anyone's ever heard the song "Sugar Sugar," oh god, like, a classic sort of song, and desperately wanted a horrific rap version performed by a middle-aged white man, this is your film. This is your moment. This was made. That's who this film was made for. I finally know. It's for people who thought, you know, I think Billy Corbin can rap. (laughs) (laughs) Doing his best, doing his best fat boys with a... (laughs) (laughs) Does does anyone understand how the writers of this movie thought that scene was supposed to work within the fiction of this movie? Because they start rapping over what is a hip-hop version of Sugar Sugar. So within the fiction of the movie, that's supposed to exist. That's playing over an instrumental version, hip-hop version of that song is playing over their boombox. But then the vocals are Jughead and his awful, awful child. There's I no mean, to be fair, to be fair again, I can't figure out who the audience for this is, much less, <laughs> the, much less concoct a coherent Archie world. Um, see, Where is the I Archie think... cinematic universe? I need, I need uh, Kevin Feige working on this. Where the I fuck mean... is Thanos to snap and murder half of these <laughs> people? Really um, so I. That rap scene, the, even the point of the rap scene is, like, missed. Because it's supposed to be, like, oh, Jughead's, like, son is going to, like, impress this girl. And you see the girl, like, jiving, and she's like, yeah, I'm into this. I'm having a great time. I'm a young girl. This uh, is... And then they just leave. They don't <laughs> really? do anything. Like, well, Jughead's really, son really it was meant talk to, to her. Really, it was meant to be the bonding between he and his son, though. It's the first time we well, see them do something together, where yes. Jughead's son doesn't answer him, essentially, with a mono, with one or two syllables. I mean, yes, I understood what they were trying no, to do. No, I know. But... I'm just saying, like, listen, oh, I'm trying so hard to make sense of this pile of shit, all right? It would have been okay. this is, um This is the one part, because I looked it up, because I read about it on the Wikipedia, and I was like, oh, I have to see Jughead <laughs> and his son rapping. So I looked this up on YouTube... Uh, I know I broke the rules, but it really reminded me of that scene in like Teen Witch where they like roll up and they start rapping. Have you ever seen that movie? 
If you have not, go look that up immediately. It's the funniest fucking thing I've ever put on the internet. But it's very – like, it, they're, like, trying to – just go watch it. Okay. It's very similar so to that. So now that we've talked about the rap, Alex, you are the Archie super fan. I've been to your house. You own – the most Archie I think I've ever seen ever in one place. Your bathroom is like mostly Archie. Yes, I, I have a bookshelf in my bathroom that only holds Archie Digest that currently has 200 or so on it. Plus there's another 150 or so in my uh, office and then all my actual comic Archie comics. Um, and then all the compilations and the, the best ofs and all that stuff, and I, yeah, so I've uh, I've got a fair amount of Archie in my house. The laser disc of this movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, if it if it existed, I would own it. Yeah, believe me. <laughs> the other thing that he has an impressive collection of is laser discs. Alex is the man. You, you know, Alex you know that obnoxious, you know that obnoxious YouTube commercial where the guys like. This is my Lamborghini, but you know what impresses me more is my books, and he has the bookshelf in his garage. I'm picturing that, but with Archie Comics. It's just Alex being like, one day, you could be like me. Just take this short course of twenty five ninety five. Except, except his car is the fucking cartoon jalopy from Archie Yeah, Comics. I was going to say, the car has to be the jalopy if he's an Archie fan. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Was this made for you, Alex? Uh, No. I can honestly say I was I guess I was three when this came out so at least I was alive so that's cool um I don't remember hearing anything about it I was watching the new Archies at the time which was the cartoon show um and I'm sure at one point there would have been a commercial for this but I wasn't interested in things that starred real people unless the opening credits featured a cartoon (laughs) That was, like, my weird thing as a kid. Like, I loved Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, animated opening credits. I loved Grease, animated opening credits. So this didn't have an animated opening credit. Not interested. So did, so this is your first time ever seeing this movie, then? I had, years ago, before Riverdale came out, and I was trying to do as much research as I could into every time they tried to adapt Archie for TV I I downloaded it and watched part of it, and I'm like, no, I'm going to go back. I'm going to listen to the Archie radio show from the 40s first, then watch the (laughs) unsold 1964 pilot for an Archie show, then watch, which was just going to be called Archie, then watch the uh, unsold pilot in 1978 for the Archie Situation Comedy Music Variety Hour. (gasps) That sounds amazing. And then then in working my way up to this, um, I I got stuck on the 18 different Filmation Archie cartoons. So (laughs) I never made it as far as watching this until the other day. And uh, yeah, I I don't know who this was for. John Goldwater is credited as co-writer, but I think it's just creator of the characters. And the guy who wrote it... uh, What's his name? Evan Katz. This was his first writing credit. Yes. It, yes, it, it was. was. Well, it actually wasn't a person. It, there, you missed an apostrophe. It was actually Evan's cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. It might as well have been because uh, Evan Katz, the other writing credits he has, I took note of this because it's classics like Jag, The Commish, 
24. 24, live another day. 24, India. 24, legacy. Something called Game Boys and the Amateur. Uh, I'm pretty Listen, sure... Listen, if you're talking shit about the commission, we're going to have some problems here. So, so Alex, <laughs> what you're saying um, is that three-year-old you didn't want to stop playing your PlayStation to go watch gross 40-year-olds want to bone each other. That's really uh, weird. Really strange. Yeah, right? Strange. I can't believe I, it. I assure you, a PlayStation was not around in 1990. I was oh, about sorry, to say, if he'd had a PlayStation in 1990, hey, he would have been the coolest kid on the block. <laughs> like, I wish PlayStation was around. I was still on the NES. I mean. All right, NES. Super Mario 3, you didn't want to put down to watch. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a strange time. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm surprised I hadn't watched this before now, but... I'm also glad because yeah, it's uh, it's bad. I I'm glad to say I've seen it now, but it's like the Star Wars holiday special. Like, cool, <laughs> I can say that I've seen it, but I don't think I ever want to watch it again. Okay, look, the Ho- Star Wars holiday special has a scene where Chewbacca's dad basically watches Wookiee porn, and yeah. he makes the appropriate emotions and does the sounds <laughs> of enjoying himself watching an adult film. That is less creepy than everything in this movie. <laughs> this movie doesn't. I don't know how they filmed this. It's I obviously pre me too. It's obviously oh like. The, pay, Do you remember like the, the scene where Jughead and his son get all excited because they're going to go join a hot woman in a jacuzzi together? Uh, yeah, but the scene before that, where um, so Betty and Veronica are playing tennis. And you're like, okay, I guess they're playing tennis for some reason. Like, there's not really an established reason why is they're doing that. Is this a winter that. fresh head? Hey, I don't know. Uh, Jug- Jughead is nowhere to be seen, or Moose for that matter. But Jughead and Moose's children are on the field, and they roll a the tennis ball to Betty in a specific way so that she will bend over so that Jughead can see what she's wearing Jughead's child Jughead's Jughead's sorry Jughead's child no Jughead's creepy ass son Jordy or Jordan Jordy Jordan Jughead Jr. I don't know like so like it was so disturbing because like it would be disturbing if an adult was doing this right but like the idea that they go the extra the extra mile to enforce the extreme creepiness on these children like there's a scene where uh, those both of those kids in a scene before this use a ladder, climb up to Archie's window to try to watch Archie have sex with Veronica. Like this is some like rear window shit. Like, Yo, they are, are you talking when when uh, uh, Archie Jamie Lannister's Jordy? <laughs> <laughs> um, Archie literally sees the kid on the uh, ladder, pushes him off. It just, like, doesn't give a shit. He just pushes him off. There's a lot of attempted homicide in this film. So Okay, so much attempted homicide. But let let me just kind of set the stage, too, or at least the scene that kind of set the stage to me. I mentioned before, we open with sort of a ten-minute exposition of who everybody is and why they're going to Riverdale. For me, the first moment was Archie trying to sneak a peek at Pam's rack, uh, which... 
Oh, it was creepy God. as hell. This isn't the God. open. This is our introduction to Archie, God. where he's just like, you're not wearing suspenders, and then opens up her jacket and stares at her chest, which, the hell. I want to stop everyone here to just remind you that 2013 Andrew was into this. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean to be fair, it. he did, he did like an awful lot of the Weinstein movies, and then ah. Oh. Uh, terrible, terrible, terrible. God, God I, I should never have had Jason listen to that podcast. Um, oh, I, by the way, I want to just, um, Andrew, here were, here were the things on my, so this was March 2013 on Thor's Hour of Thunder episode 82 in March 2013. Here are the, uh, the, the topics that are listed because this was before I covered a single movie. Um, okay. Uh, David Duchovny, um, the uh, 1930s movie, The Wax Museum, the Vincent Price movie, The Wax Museum, um, and then, for some reason, Ewan McGregor's penis. <laughs> All things that are better than this fucking movie. I mean, and the, David, co- I... the cover art was Admiral Akbar as the Sam Adams beer logo. <laughs> wow. That's okay. Still better than this. That's that it. It was better than this, and better than that podcast. <laughs> and Admiral Akbar was saying, "It's a Trappist." Oh god! Oh god! Oh, you just Christ. had to. You had to finish that one, didn't you? <laughs> oh goodness! All right. Well, since you've Thor, what did you think of this piece of media? What was your overall opinions on this? Uh, Andrew, here's here's a note I dictated. Um, 35 minutes into this movie. Oh my god, oh my god, I need to stop keeping notes because every single line of this movie is the worst, just the worst thing ever. <laughs> shame, Andrew, shame. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know... To be fair, it did go to the Arrow and Flash school of nobody can just sort of talk to anybody. In terms of creating drama, so that was an issue. Yeah, uh, it, the characters it, are, the characters, especially the women, are have pretty vast, particularly Pam, have vast personality changes. So, for example, Pam raises. We open with Pam kind of shitting on nostalgia and wanting Archie to move on, which, by the way, is not a bad thing, and she actually makes some pretty good points, especially later on during Archie wanting to keep you know, a friggin' bottle because nobody makes it anymore. Uh, and then, and then suddenly like a few minutes later, she's just like, Archie, I want to go home now. And if you don't, I'm breaking up with you. The hell with this. Like she just changes wildly. We have the, the characters are all over the place. My favorite, by the way. So my two favorite characters in this entire movie, there's Moose who I feel like steals every scene he's in. Yes. He was yep. solid, and he and Midge come off better than I think most of the characters in this. And then two, for the completely opposite reason, I love Mr. Lodge's chauffeur, who <laughs> repeatedly attempts murder of multiple people and thinks that that's what Mr. Lodge wanted. And, and suffers no I consequences. Thought... There was no consequences to him. Yeah, like... I, I thought that Mr. Lodge was asking him to murder. So did I. That's why I texted you at one point. And then later on, he gets mad. I thought, oh, geez, well, Mr. Lodge is, I guess he's, like, cartoonishly mean, like in the 
comics versus he's now murderously mean. <laughs> you know, 15 years can change a man, and uh, Hiram Lodge has been through a lot. I want to talk about just how white this movie is. Yeah. Like, I think there was literally one minority in the entire film. So and there's the coach. coach. Coach Carter? Yeah, Coach, coach Clayton. Clayton. So, yeah. co- oh, Coach Clayton. Okay. Coach Clayton is there, yeah, you Archie noob. Jeez. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Although it's weird that they would put Coach Clayton in the movie and not Chuck, who would yeah. be at this uh, reunion. Because whoa, whoa, whoa. Chuck we can't, was have, in we can't have two non. We can't have two non-white people in a '90s <laughs> film here. Come on. What are you thinking? It was I, Coach I was Carter. Like, by the way, is Samuel L. Jackson? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which which would have made this movie way better. Oh my god. Oh my yo, god. yo, Archie, move your motherfucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, so I okay, was confused. Did any... Isn't like uh so Pops is like always black, right? Like, no, 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 no. Pops is normally white, which is why it's kind of really problematic that the way Riverdale is writing that character, has written that character, and then they turned him into a minority only to pretty much take all of his power away from his business. Like, that's why Riverdale is, like, some of the changes that Riverdale does to up the diversity kind of have, like, the reverse effect of, like, it ends up being kind of more creepy and, like, more backwards thinking. Because, like, if, if Pops in Riverdale had the amount of power of over his own shop that pops in this series does, it wouldn't be as big of a problem. Right. Cause like pops owns his business still, and he still runs his business. He doesn't seemingly have a secret speakeasy where teenagers go to fuck. Um, <laughs> though he, he does have two gym. weird gutter punks that are his only employees. We, we We've does, already established that the show Riverdale is steps away from marching in to protect a Confederate fucking statue with <laughs> So it Look, you know it's on brand. That's all I'm only saying. Only that one time when Archie went alt right. We don't talk about alt right. <laughs> Wait, okay. Well, there is the episode of Riverdale where they argue about taking down a statue. Right. <laughs> yes. If um, we're getting so into I'm that, confused. but <laughs> is it normally called Pops? choke light shop like it is in like with the weird apostrophe like it is in riverdale yeah chalk apostrophe lit yeah yeah which you know was really with really forward thinking in pop's part because you know lit is all the rage now. <laughs> he, he was really thinking eras eras ahead uh, okay so, so i always I thought about... having only seen this show sorry i i know this is very no, no, no. but i always no, thought no, no. having this only seen the show that was some weird um racist like you know like aunt jemima slang thing so i'm happy to hear it's not that at least that it was that way in the comics so it's almost worse though for the show to be like hey this sign spelled funny let's cast a black guy yeah yeah there's some definite problems with it i also think that um hiram lodge should like almost always be an old whitey right he just has i i I think that i actually think riverdale the show actually does some fun things with lodge but like Lodge, as he is in this in this series, is he's pretty much like almost exactly like he is in, in the old Archie comics, right? Like he's like the character that's changed the least out of all of them. Uh, is that uh, correct? I would I would say so. He always has hated Archie and has tried to find ways to keep him away from Veronica to varying degrees of of success. I mean, unless it's a weird side story where it's like, oh, we're all going to the Barbados in the 
the lodge private jet and then we crash land and then we found a secret cave of gold and then <laughs> like that happened in a lot of weird one-off uh archies or like the adventure style archie comics um but yeah i would i would agree that mr lodge you know he's he's very mr burnsy in this which is 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 great and uh i guess he sort of should be um and then if we're gonna get one thing i wanted to mention though when we're talking about the comics and seemingly maybe the idea behind this show especially timing wise because this was 1990 and you know the big comic boom was early 90s correct yep yep definitely so archie rolled out a bunch of weird comics in 89 90 and 91 including dilton's strange science his own comic where he just did weird science experiments there was Faculty Funnies, where all the teachers at Riverdale High uh, got superpowers. What? Um, yeah. There what was the? there was Jughead's pal Hot Dog, which was yeah. a comic just <laughs> about a, just a, about hot dog. Yeah, it's just about his dog. It, Jughead was featured, but yeah, it's yeah, mostly it was mostly hot dog. There wasn't a lot of dialogue, we'll say. Did yeah. the dog it, have an inner monologue, or was it just like those old? Yes. Uh, what? It, yeah, it depended he's, on who. Like it depended on who wrote it. There was actually times where they didn't, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's been. I, I've read one or two of the stories in my digest, but I haven't seen the individual issues. There was there was Archie three thousand, which was Archie uh, in the year three thousand. Uh, yeah, that one wasn't the game. So good. It would have yeah. been much better if it was just Archie as Andre three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> um. There was Archie's RC Racers, which was uh, Cannibal Run, but with remote control cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, had, I only had one issue with that one. That's yeah, so I, stupid. I, I, found, I found issue number one as a kid, and I'm like, oh, cool, I'm going to buy this. Issue number one, that'll be worth something. I oh, ate up the series, though. That was solid. Uh, I haven't read it. But I've read Explorers of the Unknown, which was their adventure-style comic. Uh, then there was so, Jughead's Dyer. So the Dyer. plane crashed every week on that comic? Oh, Archie had, like... No, which one was it where he had the weird mullet? It was. <laughs> it might have been Archie 3000, or it might have been so. Explorers, yeah. Oh, uh, God. Alex, you are single-handedly ensuring that I never stop doing this podcast. Because <laughs> those are all the most ridiculous things I've ever oh, heard. You, you haven't even let me get to Jughead's Diner, which is where Jughead inexplicably ends up in an alternate dimension where he runs Pop's Diner, and there's, like, robots and aliens and stuff. Um, and then, of course... There was Jughead's Time Police, which is, without a doubt, the the shining star of this series, where Jughead is the founder of the Time Police, and Archie's great-great-great-great-great-great-grandniece, uh, January McAndrews, I don't know how that works, uh, yeah. travels back in time to enlist his help to stop Morgan Le Fay from screwing up time. <laughs> What? This sounds amazing. Can we make it sounds like either the work it sounds like either the worst or the best episode of Gargoyles. (laughs) (laughs) It really does, and it's it's so much fun. There's only six issues of it. They put out a a a compendium of it or whatever last year. Uh, It's great. Um, And then there was the new Archies was the other comic they had going on at the time. So in that span, they always had you know 
uh, Archie's Digest, Archie Comic, Betty's uh, Diary, the other weird ones. But just in that couple year span, they did launch, what was that, like 10 comics just because of the comics boom. And I think they really were just trying to cash in on the comics boom. And they're like, cool, you know, let's let's try and get this Archie show to TV. And I think you read conflicting stuff about this. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a backdoor pilot that they were really trying to, well, not backdoor pilot, but just a failed pilot that they were going to try and turn into a series. And I wonder if, you know, the reason why you have like Jughead's kid is a character is because it's like, well, we have to see which demographic responds best to us putting out this show. If it's the kids, we can focus more on like, oh, it's like the Jughead's kid show. If the parents <laughs> respond more, we'll just, oh, Jughead's kid went to go live with the mom or whatever. Like, we can we can tweak the show based on which demo likes it. And if in, the perverts like it, we'll bring it to HBO. In an, alter, <laughs> in an alternate uh, future, you realize the show got picked up, ran long enough to have a Super Nintendo game, and somehow <laughs> is available on a Blu-ray in a box set. <laughs> yeah, um, so why has this not been released officially, like, other than this VHS, right? Like, it hasn't been re-released. Have I you mean, watched I can, it? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we've already established he enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, which makes me, which makes that question all the more valid. Yeah, um, I, I, I am sad that we're getting that the next uh, Riverdale spinoff is that uh, Katie Keene show rather than fucking Time Police. So what is who is Katie Keene even? While we're on this subject, who is Katie Keene, Alex? Um, Katie Keene was their basically their pinup character. They created a character that the soldiers and other guys could have this comic, and she was this uh, sexy fashion model, and she was part of the Archie Comics, you know, uh, universe. I don't think she she rarely ever crossed over, from what I recall. Um, the big draw of her comic, which is actually kind of a neat thing, is kids or you know, women or, or men, whoever, could submit uh, their little own little design for an outfit that Katie would, would wear, and then they would pick some and then draw her wearing that outfit in the comic, and then the there would be, like, a, uh, at the bottom uh, at the bottom of the page, they would just write, like, oh, like, this outfit was submitted by, like, Joe from Omaha. <laughs> which, which okay. thank God, they're not running this contest now. I expect, <laughs> expect Ethan Van Scriver and the comics, comics Gate people would be all over it, and oh, that God. would be the end of that. God. Oh, God. Uh, okay, how do you make a television... I, how do you make a television from, show out of that? Like it from, from what I've read about this new show, they're spinning Josie off to be in it with Katie Keene. It will take with- place... With the Pussycats, or are they no, just gone? No, just Josie. And, <laughs> well, to be fair, just Josie was a character for a while before they had the Pussycats. But, but they already had um, the Pussycats on the Riverdale show, and then I they know. got rid of them. They just disappeared. Well, they, like, fell into a vortex off-season, and they're in Jughead's Time Police. If that's the explanation, <laughs> then I'm down for it. If they somehow tied the Time Police into Riverdale, okay. But otherwise, they've just abandoned the Josies, the Pussycats. So, so from from what I've gathered, just reading the snippets I have, it will take place in New York. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be sort of like they Gossip can't Girl. Can't afford or that. Something. It's going to take place in Vancouver as New York. 
<laughs> well, yes, for sure. <laughs> um, but it's it's going to be, I think, Katie either interning at like a fashion magazine or getting involved with the fashion world and becoming, I guess, befriending Josie or catching up with her old friend Josie or something like that. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's escapism. It's, it's what all of them are. It's, it's all about fashion. Like, cool. Let's know, do that, a show. That doesn't actually sound too bad. Like that just sounds like a normal show, right? Cause like it's coming off of Riverdale which is, like, they can't decide what the show is. So, like, this season is just, what if Satanic Panic real, right? Yeah, like, that's yeah. that's all they got to in this season. So Whereas, I'm, whereas I, this I, sounds like, what if show. Veronica's Closet was an hour-long drama instead of a Christy Alley sitcom? Yes, or that, uh, I forget the name of the Nickelodeon show where the girl becomes the boss of a magazine. She's, like, 10. So I'm assuming it's just... The midway point of Veronica's Closet and that weird Nickelodeon show. <laughs> that's good. I want to okay. say victorious, but I know that's not right. We have clearly just gone off the rails because nobody <laughs> wants to talk about this. Okay, well, let, let me get, get, let me get back on, to I'll... my notes for a second because well, I have a lot yeah, of notes. I can help you out right now. So because I, of the group of us, am, of course, the only true journalist... And the only real professional podcaster here. And so I have successfully uh, searched Netflix for Archie to Riverdale and back again. And I can tell you that some of the things that came up were, in fact, uh, Archer, Friends, Benji, for some reason, uh, The Umbrella Academy, of course. <laughs> That Dynasty. just comes up anytime you search anything on that. Well, place. yeah, Dynasty, uh, The Good Wife, which of course, uh, no, that, that's pretty close. Uh, Jane the Virgin, Space Jam, <laughs> yes, Kinder, Kindergarten Cop, correct, <laughs> correct. So at this point, I am forced to conclude that Archie to Riverdale and back again may, in fact, not be on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> wow, congrats research. on your journalistic ability. I, I want to read go... this one okay. note. You have to read the run note. Go. Okay, so, um, hey, Archie attempted to murder a child by pushing him off a 40-foot ladder. This is the best thing to happen so far in the show, and also the most I have agreed with the decision Archie has made so far. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was the last thing you enjoyed about this. Nobody, nobody liked that look, Brad. Okay, so what I want to do is go around the horn... I want to make everyone say one good thing about this property that we experienced. Oh man, I blew my I blew my wad. <laughs> uh, yep, too bad. You got to say one good thing, and then you have to give your final thoughts whether or not you'd recommend people to watch this. Jason, we're going to start with you. You didn't see well, the a one second good thing of... is I didn't have to watch this shit. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, um, yes, everyone should watch this. <laughs> okay, cool, Thor. Oh my god, I'm reading through my notes to see if I have any other positives. This show has 100% too much Jughead dancing. Um, there's that joke where fucking Moose, who, as um, uh, Ryan pointed out, Moose is a pretty solid character overall, but they have that one joke where Moose is like, I had to move out of the city. Uh, I went and uh, got this uh, ticket for parking, so I went into the judge, and I was like, oh, you know, why did I get this ticket for parking? And they go, well, what would the sign say? And I said, it said fine for parking, so I figured it was fine if I parked there, and I'm like, did Milton Burrow fucking write these jokes? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that wasn't a good thing. Um, but That was I, the funniest I, joke in the whole thing. <laughs> 
But I'd like to say um, that there there were some. Most of this was not the good kind of bad. Um, but the scene where fucking because I didn't expect it once. Once the the sexism like was. Dude, like, the whole movie was so fucking sexist, it was hard to watch, but the scene where I thought Veronica was gonna have some agency before I sort of realized how, like, sex- Like, I, I understood the, already that the house- that the show was sexist, but before I realized that they were just gonna not give these characters any agency, and it got not, you know- Anyway, was when Archie's sitting there talking to his fiance over the phone, and then Veronica comes in, and he's just like, I have to go, and hangs up, and then she just gets into bed with him, and then he gets up, and she's like, what, do you think I'm trying to seduce you? And it's just so stupid that she's just, like, accusing him of jumping to conclusions. That part made me a little happy that she kind of acts all, like, taken aback, that just like, what? Why would you think this? Okay, and would you recommend people watch this? Oh my god, dear god, when you were talking about the Star Wars Holiday Special, I was like, I've seen that movie multiple times, because what am I doing with my life? And that movie at least has a lot of it's a total waste of time, but it has a couple good bad things, like all the uh, Wookiees putting on their red robes and literally walking into the sun, (laughs) and like the lamest fight scene (laughs) ever where Harrison Ford just like pushes a guy off a balcony, (laughs) like, (laughs) and everything involving Art Carney, so so um, this didn't have, I think they tried to have like the old principal character be kind of like the Art Carney character, like when uh, Archie's like, um, here, uh, the principal's like, oh, I didn't know you have a son, when did you get married? And Archie's like, oh, I, I, I'm not. And the principal's like, for shame, for shame. And I'm like, what? People don't talk like that. What reality does this fucking movie take place in? So, no, watch uh, Star Wars Holiday Special instead. Okay. Or better okay. yet, watch droids, because I'm just going to bring up droids every week on this podcast. All the time. That's your, that's your jam. Can't blame you. Ryan, what's one good thing about this movie? And I hated you droids, even as a kid. Anyway, the <laughs> best thing about this film was, of course, with all the character actors, it reminded me of Star Trek The Next Generation, which was an excellent show and way better than this. Oh, you, you said a lot of them had appeared on it, right? Yes, so it reminded me of a much better series, oh, as well as one Seinfeld. of the best shows of all time is better than this. I'm shocked. I know it's shocking, but still. What <laughs> would you rather have people watch? Forty-five minutes of this, or the forty-five-minute episode of season seven of Next Generation, where they make poor Beverly Crusher, my favorite character, fall in love with a candle ghost? Ah, uh, so you're thinking of Sub Rosa, where she bones her uh, grandmother's. Uh, invisible friend who she wrote about. <laughs> candle ghost. Um, Scottish so, candle ghost. So, by the way, like, I, listen, there's, there's worse episodes of Next Gen. I mean, there is the Irish Planet, uh, episode <laughs> up, up the long ladder. Uh, there is, of course, everyone's favorite first season episode uh, where Tasha Yar and crew go to the Black Planet. Oh God! Which was so great. You know, I'm not even give. I shouldn't even give the title, but anyway, Code of Honor, which Mm -hmm. is the worst, most racist episode of Star Trek. Uh, There was my personal favorite, the second season finale, which was a clip show in the second season of a series. That 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 clip show was was. Yeah, it's a terrible episode, but... Uh, it was Shades due, of Grey. Yeah, due to a uh, writer's strike, and I do like... Um, oh, I know. I do like they have that, which I, I guess they didn't have writers, so I don't know um, who who wrote that scene, um, since they didn't have writers, but they do have that, like, the thing that bites Riker is, like, a... Um, they figure out that it's, uh, like, some kind of... Uh, 
pl- I forget the term they use, but it's this plant animal thing that yeah, they've it's, never. It's a plant. It's a hybrid. Yeah. Nerd. Of plants and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I liked that one scene, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be cool. We're going to learn about like this planet that has all nope. that doesn't have flora and fauna, but they've all bred together. What a great plot for an episode!" And then no. Nope. Un- understand? I can do entire episodes on every single. I could do I'm like sure ten episodes on every episode of Star Trek. Any of them. Anyway, for isn't what... there the um, season two episode oh, two of Anna Troy where uh, she gets impregnated against her? will yeah that's the child it was a rejected script from star trek the original series which by the way go watch the original series and then think to yourself should we use scripts that were rejected from this (laughs) (laughs) and would you okay all of those terrible things you mentioned archie all right archie so (laughs) this movie is terrible it is super misogynistic uh it's just dreadful it's painful to watch and I think every human alive should be required to watch this. <laughs> so you would recommend this over Troy having sex with the Candle Ghost? I would recommend this over many things. If you can mystery science theater this with friends, I think it'd be a blast. Okay, okay, yeah. fair. And the Archie expert, um, Mr. Patterson. Okay. I will say, if I'm only picking one thing, I'm looking through my notes. Wait, you have uh, multiple things you like? Name all of them. Oh, you can name no, all of them. No, no, no. It won't take <laughs> that long. I like, uh, and, I like... Andrew podcasted this on This Week in Geek. There's your positive. <laughs> no, no. And, he, Everyone... and he enjoyed it. And we can go back and point people to it. Yep, we're linking that in the show notes. Go we on. are not that. linking that. Anymore. Andrew, if you need me to beep out the name of the show, I can't. This Don't worry. Anyway, this weekend geek. This weekend geek. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, um, none of this available on that. iTunes or after hearing that weird string of beeps, would you please? Uh, uh... Okay, I like that uh, Archie compares Mister Lodge to Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, I like. I like that uh, Mr. Lodge has a picture of Richard Nixon on his <laughs> yeah, desk. I want to mention the Nixon picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I like that it's weird that they had Jughead mention the family junkyard because I remember something about that in the comics. And then I guess in the new season of Riverdale with Jughead's mom she is running a scrapyard in you know cincinnati or wherever she toledo. is toledo She's that's toledo. right i i said the wrong ohio town <laughs> what a fool i am but yeah the fact that like the jones family has weird ties to a scrapyard is something they keep going back to so i i like that um i like that the entire thing they play eight different versions of sugar sugar and then when the Archies play at the yes. dance, they play Jingle Jangle, which is an Archies song, but it's not, it's, it, it is arguably, it was a hit from their first record before they did Sugar Sugar, <laughs> but it's like, cool, let's spend this whole movie hyping up Sugar Sugar, and then when you expect them to play Sugar Sugar, <laughs> they play Jingle Jangle. Um, so I like that. What do you um, think of them playing themselves as teenagers? <laughs> I actually okay. I I liked that uh, 
Lauren Holly as Betty had real hair instead of like the insane wig she seemed to be wearing for the rest of the movie <laughs> as grown up Betty. Um, I actually, yeah, I, I think Lauren Holly made a better young Betty. Um, everybody else though, it was it was weird and painful. Um, let's see. I like that Reggie is an incel throughout this whole movie <laughs> and is furious at Archie that women like Archie and not him. Like he's he's not mad that like Archie's taking advantage of the situation. He's like, like, oh yeah, no, like all these women are hot for you. I'll I'll uh, I'll have Mr. Lodge uh, not take over Pop's diner if you uh, put in a good word for Veronica with me. And then later, when Archie's driving with Pam and Reggie drives by and goes like, I hate you. <laughs> so, I, I love the insanity of that. Um, I liked that, uh, oh, Betty and, and Bob, or Rob, whatever, whatever they're calling him, uh, live in Midvale, which is, there's Greendale, Riverdale, and Midvale, and Midvale is where Josie and the Pussycats live in the comics, uh, after leaving Riverdale. So, like, I like that whoever, even though, whatever his name is, Mr. Katz, uh, didn't do the most research. He did enough to to get some of the place names right. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I one thing I didn't like, which would just seem like a weird nitpick, is just that it's all about like, oh, Pops is closing. We need to save Pops. As a longtime Archie fan, I'm sure Ryan can also chime in here. I'm tired of every time they need to do a story. It's about them saving Pops. It's always saving Pops. Pops is always closing. <laughs> There's always a storyline about it. I, I was looking through. I'm like, oh, yeah, Life with Archie, that series they did where Archie dies a couple of years back. That was all about, you know, Mr. Lodge trying to take over Pops. There was the Betty and Veronica comic a couple of years ago. It was only three issues. The entire thing was about this coffee shop trying to take over Pops. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, they did, even, yeah, they did it recently, yeah. Even on Riverdale, they, Mr. Lodge tries to buy out Pops from under him, and then Veronica, you know, uh, leverages it as, as a bribe. So it's it's always about saving Pops. And, like, that's the only thing they have to go to. I mean, even Saved by the Bell only did one episode about keeping the Max open. Like, <laughs> Archie. You're not as good at storytelling as Saved by the Bell. And I love you, Archie. <laughs> but you need to find new stories. Oh, I have to say, um, I have to say, I appreciate that, um, this movie is only Lauren Ali's second worst decision. <laughs> Mary and Jim Carrey? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. So uh, what you're saying, Alex, is it's required viewing for Archie fans? I would say if you are a an avid fan who's read a lot of the stories and you want to see how it got perverted into this, it's worth watching just for that. And if you are a Riverdale fan, I should say, like, this is the, the punishment you should have to endure in order to watch more Riverdale, which is in itself <laughs> also a type of punishment. But you need to see, you should be required to watch all the ways they failed at bringing Archie to TV uh, before Riverdale to see how everything else went wrong. When people question, like, how come Archie is so different from the comics? Why is the show so crazy? 
Well, you look at all the times they tried to do something earnest with Archie, like the, the 60s show, and it was just like, oh, that's lame and boring. Oh. Then there was don't, the, the, don't comment on them doing something with Ernest and Archie to Andrew, because he'll write a crossover <laughs> fiction. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I, I am also a, a huge Ernest fan, and yes, oh. that's debated writing my own Ernest script uh, even after Jim Varney was dead where Ernest travels <laughs> Ernest accidentally travels back in time uh, sneezes in the primordial ooze and it turns out we are all evolved from Ernest <laughs> I mean we'll wow. talk we'll talk off air about Andrew and I's ideas for an Ernest film uh, anyway um, one, so okay one... so my last question oh I have one more I thing I liked my... about this Andrew oh Okay, what was this one other thing? So, I was not familiar with that Jingle Jangle single. And I did appreciate that it made me, you know, realize that that's presumably why they called the drug Jingle Jangle was to reference this oh, song. Yes, oh, my God. I didn't even catch on to that. Yeah. Oh, yes. so, so that gave me an appreciation. As insane as the writers of Riverdale are, at least they're familiar with the oh. source material, which is cool. Re- uh, however they say it, what, what is it? Roberto Robo- Aguirre. Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he, he is the biggest Archie fan. He's the dude that, like, when Mark Wade was working at Archie, like, he read all the old, he went in the archives and read all the old Archies. Like, I'm pretty sure Roberto did as well. Because even the stuff that he has in, in Sabrina, like, uh, like Madam Death and stuff, like, she's a character from the 30s before they even renamed themselves Archie Comics, like oh, before cool. Archie was a character. She's from MLJ, or whatever it used to be called, LJ and MLJ, whatever, comics <laughs> in the 30s. Like, he's gone back, and he goes deep. So nothing in Riverdale is by accident. He hides little things all throughout that show. So that's why it keeps me, it, it keeps bringing me back in, even though I hate it. I will watch an episode episode of Riverdale and be like, man, I can't, I can't believe he put in this character who was like a weird one-off character for three years in the early sixties, you know, who, who came up periodically and that was never mentioned again, but he will make that person like a weird throwaway character or the name of a store in the background. Like the Easter eggs and mentions on Riverdale is really what keeps me coming back. (laughs) <laughs> so, in in other words, any person alive should probably be hosting this podcast. It should probably be you, but they're stuck with me. So, unfortunately, that's oh, that's. I, I want to mention it. the last uh, one. Last thing I liked now that now that now that this podcast is over um, was the end credits for this. At least the uh, the copy oh. the copy that I was watching off of YouTube. The uh, the second copy that comes up when you watch it on YouTube is uh, the one that's actually in the correct aspect ratio the person didn't crop it for youtube it says um that brian gumble comes on to promote the today show and he goes uh advertising uh advertising uh prodigy uh carl itchen uh itchen um uh you know and twa you know american success story on today tomorrow and uh carl uh itchen itchen was the uh corporate raider who destroyed twa and like ruined st louis's airport in the process and i just love that like Basically, it's today's show's puff piece about how fucking awesome this corporate raider is, which is very appropriate <laughs> considering this movie has the, the moral at the end seems to be that Hiram Lodge is an OK dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, uh, last question here. 
I gotta know, uh, Alex and yeah. Ryan, what <clears throat> you, what character did you really feel was missing from this? Like, if there was one Archie character that you like to see recurring, and you would like them to to show up for this. Uh, Ryan, I'll let you go first. All right. I mean, given we can't have any minorities in a 90s no. film, <laughs> early 90s film, so we'll just throw that out. Dilton was underused. I mean, he just he sort of shows used. up. Was he? He what, sorry? Was Dilton Dil- even in it? Yes, uh, but only in the background. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. damn. Huh. But, yeah, he would have been, it would have been nice to have actually seen him uh, there's so many different ways they could have gone with the movie. So Dilton's the underused character. In terms of underused plot lines, they could have done anything but the damn let's save Pops. Because back then, all of these TV movies, it was always the same. It's let's save blank. Like the Dukes of Hazard did one. Uh, I'm sure Knight Rider probably had one for crazy. Anyway, but... Do anything else? I mean, baseball was always a big part of Archie. Why couldn't they have done something with that or anything else than making this film? Okay. Why? Um, Alex. Why? <laughs> Alex, what character would you They could like? have remade Lassie Come Home, but about Hot Dog. <laughs> That's true. A hot dog was sadly missing. I guess that's true. He was always sort of an older dog, but... Ah, oh, shit. I changed my answer, actually. I just realized. Uh, easily famous Archie guest star that was missing from this, of course, is Frank yes, Castle. Yes, The Punisher. Anyways, the Punisher Alex. should have been in this. The Punisher should have... It should have been a 90-minute film with The Punisher and Jughead Jr. <laughs> locked in a room... And Frank's convincing him to turn good in the way that Frank can. <laughs> okay. So at, at this point in history, it would have been Dolph Lundgren? Yes! No, I'm using a time machine. I'm cheating. It's John Bernthal. And... <laughs> okay. Fair enough. No, no, um, it's Dolph Lundgren, your favorite uh, Punisher, Ryan. Anyways, Alex, uh, what would be, uh, what was your answer for this? Um, as far, well, I was going to say, as far as a uh, plot, if it's all about coming back to the school for a school reunion, why not do Let's Save the School from Closing? Like, why didn't they do that? The whole thing's about Riverdale High. They're all coming back for the Riverdale High, you know, uh, reunion, a 15-year reunion, by the way, like, I, which I, I I don't understand, but whatever. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get all on that. But yeah, come back and save the school, and then you could have had more of the teachers instead of just Mr. Weatherby, who is played by Bosley from Charlie's Angels, uh, <laughs> and and uh, that weird Miss Grundy they had. Like I would have preferred if it was the. the when they're hanging the sign at the beginning, I was like, oh, is that Spenson? Like, is he gonna say something like? weird with his bizarre Swedish accent or whatever. And I'm like, oh, cool. Nope, they gave him no lines. Cool, I'm glad you put Spenson in there in the background. Um, but to get back, sorry, to your question, I would have said Cheryl Blossom. This movie's all about everybody wanting to fuck Archie. Why wouldn't you have put somebody else in the movie who wants to fuck Archie? Granted, I know she didn't go to Riverdale High. She goes to the, I forget the name of the private school, um, that she goes to. But it could have been their reunion the same week. And it could have just been her and Jason showing up and and Jason trying to hit on Veronica and, uh, you know, Cheryl trying to, to fuck Archie because everybody was trying to fuck Archie anyway. New answer number three. Uh, they, oh, I, through time travel, 
this becomes an actual. It's a remake of Gross Point Blank, and they're all going back to their. They're going back to the reunion, but somebody is now a hitman. Okay. Okay. You know what? That's good. Um, and it's Frank Castle. It's Frank Castle. Well, and he wants of to course, form a Frank union. <laughs> Bing bang boom. Um. Uh. Yeah. So. Don't watch this. It's bad. It's terrible. Uh, whatever I said in 2013 was wrong. Uh, <laughs> we all grow in six years. Movie Madness, episode 17, Archie <laughs> to Riverdale and back again. Available on thisweekingeek.net pod archive. <laughs> I'm going to do so much editing. I hate doing editing. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Let's get Jason's answer on who he wanted to see in this episode. Oh, Jason does not, doesn't know anything about That's why I don't who do I want to see the Muppets I want to see the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's the one issue of Archie he's read, so that's his favorite Archie character. Well, which ticket announced uh, a new five-issue run. I mean, yes, they are doing a sequel. With they the original doing... author. With the original mm-hmm. author, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so thank you all for joining me, uh, and I hope you all have a lovely day. Does anyone need anything to plug before we end this podcast? I'd like to plug This Week in Geek. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you brought Movie Badness, episode six. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, do you have anything, Alex, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Uh, no, just my Instagram, at AJ. Pattison, P-A-T-T-E-S-O-N. Follow me there if you like pictures of dogs and retro video games. I thought you were going to also plug Andrew's old podcast. No, he wouldn't because Alex has a soul and Alex is a good person. (laughs) Anyways, uh, until next time, trash fires gonna burn. Good night, everyone. Peace. You can find me at at night beat. You can tell me what a great job I did and how you never will be the podcast. We already ended the podcast. I'm sorry. I removed your ability to plug because <laughs> I'm still recording. It's, oh, it's still no. on the episode. <laughs> I mean, you can switch what he said originally to what he said there, and then you go. You got his. Uh, you got his. That would, that would be way too much editing for a free I'm podcast. Gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna delete all of this. This episode's gonna be five minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Milkshakes and Mimosas podcast. Email us at milkshakesandmimosas at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at mpodcastm. And until next time, trash fire's gonna burn.